It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Oh, why do you Now, The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Good Thursday afternoon to you, and yes, it is time for the McFarland Show for the next two hours. Darren and Justin, and we are live in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. Thank goodness, because it <laughs> continues to be cold outside. Breaking news, everyone. This just in. It is cold in January. Yep, it is. It is cold. And it's probably going to have more cold days. Yes. Before we get warm again. This phenomenon called winter. That's how it works. One of these things called seasons. There's mm-hmm. four of them in a year, and we just happen to be in winter. Had some people that I knew were down in North Florida. Well, Panama City, that's northern Florida, yeah, right? Yeah, Panhandle. This past weekend, and they said, uh, like, the the topped out sixty in the 60s. Well, yeah. Topped out. Something I was talking to, to Vince about, you know, the fact that they were only going to see a high one day down there in Tampa where he was of 62 degrees. Mm-hmm. That was going to be the high. You know, and that doesn't sound very Tampa-like. No, no. Not even for the winter. Doesn't even sound fun either (laughs) to be down there. That's it? That's all you got? That is true. (laughs) This is like, 60, what are we going to do now? It's 62. (laughs) I talked to someone last night uh, from Venezuela. They said, right now, it's the highs are in the 90s. Yeah, because it's Venezuela. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's but that that's what it is all the time. Yeah, like but say never, they don't really have seasons no, down there. No, he just actually he said their seasons are rainy. Yeah, rainy. I was gonna say they have different hot. kind of seasons. Yeah, the rainy seasons. Rainy and hot. Yeah, that's it. Like they're low. He was like eighties, nineties. Yeah, hundreds. Yeah, those are their seasons. Humidity is probably a little different depending on the time of year. This but, is the nineties yeah, season. Nineties season. <laughs> It's tough in Venezuela. Congratulations to Derrick Henry. What? What did he do? He turned 30. Well, he did. He did turn 30. The dreaded running back number. Yeah. But that's not why I'm congratulating him. Oh, the other thing he did. Because there's nothing wrong with turning 30. No. Although, as a running back again, people start calling you old. They do. Which is silly. Uh, Derrick Henry, congratulations to your fourth Pro Bowl. How about that? Fourth Pro Bowl. The only member of the Titans to make the Pro Bowl list. There was a couple of as alternates. As a starter, yeah. yeah as a couple of, there were a couple of alternates, but uh, into Nico Autry and Big Jeff. But Derrick Henry actually in the running back room. What does that mean? I don't know. I think now they play, what, flag football or tug of war or something. I don't even know I, what they I do I don't anymore. know. I, I think a tug of war is involved this year, but they're not... <laughs> They're not actually going to play football no. as an organized game. No, they, they're not doing the two-hand touch game that they've done in the past. They're not doing that? No. Okay. No, that's gone. Oh, you mean that? I mean, because, you know, they've done flag. They, they were doing flag last couple of years, I thought, um, like a flag football game. Yeah, I'm saying that game. But, yeah, you mean play, the, the makeshift game, yeah. The, the two-hand touch game yeah, is, yeah, is, is gone. Yeah, they doing that. Uh, Derek Henry is with James Cook and Raheem Mostert in the running back room. Mm. So, mm. 
three good running backs. Mm-hmm. Nice group. So congratulations to him. This is something else that I thought was interesting. You know, you've heard me talk about a weakness, I believe, of Mike Vrabel is his coaching staff. Yes. Uh, I just, I I honestly, I, I am underwhelmed by his coaching staff and have been since he's been here. Yes, you've expressed that. So I was looking at, uh, I guess, the NFL and the NFL PA have put out a, it's really, it's the NFL PA survey. They have ranked the, the top, well, they've ranked everybody, 1 through 32, but they were only willing, at least to this point, from what I can tell, only willing to do the top five in each category, stating in the in the uh, story that I was reading that they don't want to put out the whole list because then, you know. Well, somebody would rank last. Right. Somebody's going to yeah. be 32. Yeah. Somebody's going to be 31. Yeah. Somebody's going to be 30. Yeah. You know, that's. So you can use it against them. And so they don't want, right. They don't want that. This is for, to help, you know, help the assistants get jobs. So top five, and I know we don't pay close attention to the OCs, the DCs, and the special teams. On other teams, no. Yeah. So, but if I just said, could you, would you throw a name out there? As the top Top offensive coordinator? offensive coordinator in the league. I can do teams faster than I could do some of the names. I think um, because they change, and the reason behind that is because they change so much. Like, they keep changing on me, so I'm trying to figure out, like, well, who is that this year? Uh, who is that? Okay, because the other guy just got promoted last year. Uh, I know the guy in Detroit, the OC in Detroit, is one ben of the— Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson, a really uh, hot commodity yeah. as of late, and I would imagine he's somewhere ranked right. on that list. Great guess, Justin. That's fantastic. No. I would have done the same thing. No, okay. That so would have been there. literally my first guess. <laughs> not on the list. Not, no, not on the list. I'm sorry, not in the top five. <laughs> not in the top five. That's, he's that's clearly, where I would have gone. He's clearly ranked somewhere, but yes. he's not in the top five. Not top five. That's, uh, that's exactly where I would have okay. started. Again, this is the NFLPA who voted? Yes. Okay, yes. so I just want to make sure we understand so this who's is the voted. Players. These are the players yeah. voting now. Uh, that's interesting. Well, okay. The How about the OC down in Miami? Because I think McDaniels does most of the calls. He does. But, you know, does he qualify as an OC in this case? <laughs> no. No, he, does he doesn't. Okay. So, so, congratulations, Frank Smith. Frank Smith. Sure. Everybody knew that. Yeah. The OC Cause no, cause in I Miami. Didn't, because he's not the OC. But he's because, number one on the list. <laughs> but, but he, okay. Exactly. But see, but see that's, that's part of the problem is, you know, anybody with – any football IQ will recognize that it's Mike McDaniel who's actually running the offense down in Miami. Yeah. You know, and, and nothing against Frank Smith. I'm just saying. So yeah, okay. that's that's literally why I wanted to bring this up. Yeah. Because, and, and, and there's no Titans in there. Shocking. Oh, I wasn't uh, expecting. But I would have said Ben Johnson, not in the top five. No. And... The Dol- the Dol- what the Dolphins OC? But see, that's so number funny. one. I didn't know who the Dolphins OC was. In my either. mind, the Dolphins OC is Mike McDaniel. Right. Exactly. That's my point. That's why I'm bringing <laughs> it up. I I felt the same way as you. Like what? what? Same thing with the 49ers. The Dol- the, right. Or Kyle the Shanahan or the Rams. Yeah. Kyle Sean Shanahan McVay. isn't Kyle Shanahan runs the offense. Does he not? Yes. Yes. Of course. Well, it's the it's like it's, they don't have. I'm sure they have an offensive coordinator, but you know he doesn't really call the plays. He's not the other name that I would have brought up that fits into this category that has had to deal with that. Yeah, you have it brought up. Not in the top five. 
Okay. Eric Bieniemy. He's Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, not yeah. in the top five. Well, that's because he's had an awful year in Washington. Yeah, true. With, right, with far help. less talent than what he had in Kansas City. You know, it's amazing when you move away from Patrick Mahomes, how it may change, you, you know, how you people view you, you a little bit. You don't seem as smart. You don't but seem you as smart. Kelsey and then, Tyreek Hill. Then and, again, then again, uh, Kansas City's offense has sputtered at times, and some people wonder, you know, if you know, the Eric B. enemy not being there, maybe the offense would have found another wrinkle or two to go to to try to make it themselves go. I, I mean, I don't know. Another reason that I brought this up of the many that I've already stated. Let me give you the list, okay? Sure. Frank Smith won with yeah. the Dolphins. Yeah. Thomas Brown with Carolina. So he didn't get punished. Carolina. Right, Carolina's the worst team in the league. So we were just talking about Eric Bieniemy. You mean the North Carolina Tar Heels? No, the Carolina Panthers. You mean the Hurricanes? No, no, the Panthers. No, they're the ones the in Charlotte. The Hurricanes <laughs> playing Raleigh. The team that's in Charlotte, the Panthers. They, they're Thomas Brown. They're OC. You mean NC State? No, they're in Raleigh, no. too. That's Raleigh. Okay. This is the team in Charlotte. Okay. Thomas Brown. Well, the Didn't team, get penalized. The team in Charlotte. The 49ers. No. The team in Charlotte. No. The, not the Charlotte. The, no. 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 Not the former Will Healy coach oh. team. No. No. Thomas Brown. Former okay. player. Carolina Panthers. Who knew? Brian Schottenheimer. Cowboys. Oh, wow. And here is the, listen to this, <laughs> Justin, right. the lone AFC coach in all three categories. There was only one coach from the AFC, Brian Callahan, Bengals. That's it. Number four, OC. That's the only wow. AFC coach on the list. But again, these are the How players. These are the players now. Yes. So that means a lot of reputation is is what's being voted on here um, because players obviously talk and they travel around from team to team. So, and obviously they talk. And so, what you're talking about is the reputation essentially of of, of each one of these guys. And and these are all probably players, coaches uh, that we're speaking of. So, it, it, you know that that's not surprising to hear that. Kellen Moore was number five for the Chargers, which is interesting. Yeah, not good either. But he's got a reputation. But I didn't think really the Chargers lit anything up. Actually, the Chargers are AFC, so I just goofed. Yeah. So, well. Chargers and Bengals. That was the only two AFC coaches. I just goofed on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, those were the top five for the uh, OCs. DCs, Aaron Glenn in Detroit, number one. Clear. Steve Wilkes in San Fran, number two. Mm. Dan Quinn in Dallas, number three. These mm. are all the top defenses in the league. Brian Flores, Minnesota, number four. Raheem Morris with the Rams, number five. It's it's so crazy. A lot of these guys were, some of those guys were former players themselves. Yes. You know, I'm I'm thinking of um th- that you've gone through the list uh, there. All, all those guys were they right? all former players? Just yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, Aren't all those guys former players? Former NFL players? I, I think yeah, so. I think so. I think so. So, I mean, and that makes sense because it's the players' association voting on this. So yeah. Players like former players sometimes um, because you know, they, they understand the road that's been traveled. Uh, and quickly, top five special teams coordinators in the league, according to the NFLPA, mm-hmm. John Fossil, the son of Jim wow. Fossil, wow. Cowboys. Yeah. And by the way, he's got a long track record. I remember that. Yeah. yeah he's, he's been there he's a long, been long around time. The yeah. Block. He's yeah. got skins on the wall. Yeah. Cowboys special teams, by the way, since he's arrived in Dallas, their special teams has completely changed. Yeah. For the better. That's not been the problem. No. Uh, here we go again. Chris Tabor, who is the current interim head coach 
of the Carolina Panthers, that team in Charlotte. Team in Charlotte. Number two. So that mm-hmm. Panthers have some really good coaches. Apparently they need well, some really good players. They need some really good talent. <laughs> Matt Daniels with the Vikings, number three. Mm-hmm. Dave Phipp with the Lions, number four. Mm-hmm. Darren Rizzi with the Saints, number five. Okay. So there you go. Who so I guess it was even harder that the Titans would make the list because there were only two AFC coaches, period, Yeah, in the top five of all three categories. Jeez. So there you go. Congratulations to Brian Callahan and Kellen Moore for being the lone AFC AFC! <laughs> Represents. It's kind of like Represent. the SEC chant. Yeah. AFC. 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 All right, we'll come back. Terry McCormick, who covers the Titans. Terry. Titaninsider.com. A lot to discuss with him. Mm-hmm. And we will do that next here on the McFarland Show, National Sports Radio. The Locksmith Company, our full-service locksmithing expert, is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You can make a difference in the life of a child. This message is brought to you by The Locksmith Company, a proud veteran employer. For all your residential, commercial, or automotive locksmithing needs, call today for a free estimate or 24-7 emergency service at 931-801-5427. 931-801-5427. And also visit the LSCO.com. The Locksmith Company is looking forward to seeing you. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using Upside, the free app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back just for buying the gas I was going to buy anyway. But is it a hassle to use? No, it's super fast and easy and i can cash out whenever i want that's a total no-brainer i'm downloading the free upside app now download the free upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code lift for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's promo code lift you can cash out anytime right to your bank account to paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code lift for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's code lift Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team from any seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville double stack or the world famous bar lines grinder oh you've never heard of the bar lines grinder two kinds of cheese lettuce dijon smoked turkey smoked bacon smoked ham now that's some smoke you want local brews and local spirits are on tap at bar lines take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of music city bar lines at the omni nashville hotel fifth avenue downtown It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. 
This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. 17-1 and one in SEC play. And win the SEC tournament. They would still get left out if they didn't win the SEC tournament. You're right. It's if over. they got to the championship game and lost in triple overtime, they'd it still is be over. out. They're, <laughs> playing, they're playing for the NIT. It's sad that we're talking about this. It's not even Christmas. We already know the fate of Vanderbilt right. basketball. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarland Show. Well, it's been certainly a spirited week for Titans head coach Mike Grable as they get ready for their final game. Home against Jacksonville on Sunday to call it a season. Season over and then full-blown off-season talk. Back here on the McFarland Show, Darren and Justin here with you. We are live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. And let's hit the phones. 615-844-5600. Where Terry McCormick from Titan Insider is standing by. Terry, um, well, you can't say Vrabes has been dull this week when talking with you guys. Certainly not. You know, I wouldn't recommend it for the kids. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy, he has really ruined a lot of things. For the kids, he's dropping F-bombs. Made the editing uh, much harder Talking about certain figures that we all love and worship that aren't real. I mean, I'm not sure what, you know. Mm. Does he realize they're still out of school this week? A lot of them may have been listening. <laughs> well, I think I think the problem is his kids are already grown. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good point. By the way, when they start having kids, he won't do that. That's right. <laughs> So you let me just start with your question on yesterday. Monday. Was that well, I'm I'm lost. What is today? Thursday. Yeah. So was that yesterday or yesterday. Tuesday? No, okay. It was Wednesday. Okay. So the way yesterday again, mm-hmm. I am all messed up on the days. You did a good job of phrasing that question because of all the chatter that was out there, and of course we talked about it on the show with Chad about Chad Forbes. I know you put something out there about Jason Lock and Fora who tried to come in afterwards. Uh, and so you did a good job of framing it to Vrabel. What did you make of how he answered it? Well, I think the biggest thing I wanted to do was just, there's been a lot of rumor, a lot of speculation, a lot of reports from afar, uh, from everybody from Mike Lombardi to Lockett Fora to guys I've never even heard of, you know, speculating about, you know, Vrabel and especially the Patriots and, you know, and just this overall, uh, black cloud that's been hanging over that supposedly between he and Rand Carthon. And so I just thought I would try to frame it in a way that I would get him on the record as to saying, you know, what's your, what are your feelings on this? And his feelings on this were that, you know, he says he wants to be here and wants to try to win championships with uh, the front office and the coaching staff that's, uh, that's here. So, uh, you know, I gave him a chance to, uh, state his feelings on it, and uh, that's exactly what he did. By the way, you know what he didn't say? I don't know what you're talking about. That's what he didn't say. Because he could have done that, just played completely dumb. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you or about? There's plenty of time to get into that later. Right now, we just want to focus on Jacksonville. Yeah. He, he didn't, didn't say that didn't either. He didn't say either one of those. No, and I think that, uh, you know, that lets you know that it's something that he's aware of. Sure. I, you know, Mike Vrabel may be, you know, stubborn at times. He may be 
you know, sarcastic at times. But Mike Vrabel's not dumb. He knows what's going on. He's a sharp guy. He he knows he has a feel for what's going on with his players. He has a feel for what's going on uh, the surrounding this team and certainly surrounding his own situation. Do you know anything about Chad Forbes? I did some calling around, and what what do you know about Chad Forbes? Uh, zero. I, okay. I know of Michael Lombardi, and I know of Jacob, Jason Lockenfora, who has reported about you know John Bon Jovi buying the Titans and things like that. That, that tweet uh, was priceless, the by the way. That mm-hmm. was priceless. Mm-hmm. Well, good job but, by uh, you. But I know nothing of Chad Forbes. Okay. Uh, so Justin did a really good job of laying out a lot of his tweets um, or whatever. What do we call them today? Post or repost? Whatever. Or whatever, right. Uh, he's basically a lot of opinionated is what he does. He's just throwing out stuff. Those are those are straight opinions. He's not sourcing anything. He's not framing it as in people I've talked to. It's just straight opinions for people who don't understand how this works. Well, and in the the era that we live in, you know, this is not it's not 1989 anymore, Darren. In the era that we live in, with the internet, with social media running rampant. You know, those types of guys are dangerous because there are people out there that see what they say they or they see something out of context, and all of a sudden it spreads like wildfire over the Internet. Gentry got him fired up yesterday. So you, you did a good job uh, of framing your question. Gentry got him fired up. That's when he just, you know, started just F-bombing and, and everything day else. Before. That was the day before. Okay. Yes. So, again, days running together. Gentry, uh, at, you know, asked him about, you know, why why are you even trying to win? Um, you know what was interesting. And then, do you want to be the follow up of Do you want to be here? Uh, what I what I caught in that that was interesting is the fact that Mike Vrabel kind of or he the way I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, I want to be here as long as I can win. Well, your facts are facts. You're five and eighteen since beating Green Bay on November seventeenth, twenty twenty two. You lose on Sunday, you're going to be five and nineteen. So what what does that mean? I mean, what is he saying? Is I want to be here only if we're winners? I I was a little bit confused when he said that. What I, I want to get your opinion since you were there. Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, you can look through it and you can parse the words and you can say, well. He doesn't want to be here because this team's awful right now. But I think in the context of the whole thing, the question that I ask and that John Glennon's follow-up where he said, of course, I want to be here, you know, want to win. I think when you look at it together, I think it's, I'm going to give it my best shot here. And, you know, he wants to be here, wants to win. Obviously, you know, let's be honest. If he goes through another season like this in 2024, he might not be here in 2025, and it may not be his choice. Well, I guess what I'm getting at, and I should just come right out with it. I don't know why I'm you know, tiptoeing around it. I got no reason to tiptoe around. To me, it sounds like there was an underlying theme to that message. Well, like, is he painting the picture that he doesn't, again, feel like he has control, full control? Like, as long as I keep getting dealt bad hands from the people above me, uh, you know, I'm, then I'm not going to be here, but... That I don't know. It just it felt like a play, and again with all this stuff out there swirling that he didn't squash, it it seemed like there was a little bit of an underlying theme. Well, 
You know, is he saying, well, I, you know, I need better players, and right now, uh, that maybe that's not fully in his control. I could fix it if they would let me pick more players. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly, you know, within the realm of possibility that maybe he doesn't like some of the players that have been, you know, put on this roster that he doesn't feel like that they're good enough to win with. And I think the evidence would be overwhelmingly in favor of saying that a lot of these guys aren't good enough to win with. So I think, you know, I'm sure there have been disagreements with, you know, between Vrabel and Rand Carthon over the players that are on this roster and over some of the guys that, you know, they've gone after. I mean, you know, I think, you know, I, you know, and I don't know which guy, I don't know which guy, you know, looked at a guy like Andre Dillard and said, this guy can fill our left tackle spot. Let's take a chance on him. But one of them, you know, made that decision, and then you see the result of it. I think it's one of those situations where those two guys have to get on the same page in order to fix this. Having one guy pulling this direction and one guy pulling that direction is only going to keep it in the current state that it's in, which is terrible. Do you give the odds of Mike Vrabel being back next season as 100%, 50%, less than 50 more than 50 What do you give the percentages that Mike Vrabel is the head coach next year? I'd be surprised if he's gone. I'd be surprised if he's gone. I think there's. I think it's 90% that he's here. 90% here, okay. It would take take something – it would take something just completely out of left field, you know. You know, it would take him going in and to Amy Adams Strunk and saying, "I cannot work with Rand Carthon." You know, it's either him or me or something like that. Or it would take the Patriots saying, "Here, here's three first round picks for Mike Vrabel." Something completely out of left field okay. like that. Other than that, I think he's back. Percentages: Rand Carthon is back next year. I think it's. I think it's insane. Ninety. I don't think okay. You can fire him after one year. I mean, you know, you you look at at what he and Vrabel did, you know, with the draft. I mean, yes, you can say it was a bit of a reach to draft Peter Skaronsky at number 11 overall. If you weren't going to put him at left tackle, you know, spending the 11th pick on a guard certainly does not look great in hindsight unless he turns out to be an all-pro. But, you know, in looking at, you know, the 2023 draft, that that they did, they they may have solved the most important piece of the puzzle by drafting Will Levis and having him look like he is you know on you know on track to be the franchise quarterback that you've needed for a while. Now the question is, what can you put around him? Because you've seen it even with Patrick Mahomes this year. You put below average mm-hmm. receivers around Patrick Mahomes. All of a sudden, he starts to look mortal instead of looking like Superman week after week. Yep. Last one on my end. Percentages: Derrick Henry is back. I think that it just kind of feels like that they're turning the page. I think it's probably less than fifty percent that mm-hmm. Derrick Henry's back this year, next year. All right, Derrick Henry is not going to be back uh, next year. Is is at this point, Tajay Spears? RB1 on this football team going into next year? Or are they going to go out and get someone? Uh, clearly, they don't have to go out and get another guy, but are they going split now, or is there going to be an RB1 for the Titans moving forward? Well, I think they may have to finally... I think Spears will probably be RB1, as you say. Yeah. But I think they'll have to get a, 
at least one back to go with him, maybe two, and go running back by committee like the vast majority of the league is headed. You know, when I said, you know, there are only six guys, I think it is, that ran for 1,000 yards so far this year. There may be a guy or two that's close. I don't I haven't looked at it. But I think there are six guys through 16 games this year, I believe, that have a 1,000-yard rushing season. That's going the way of the 300-hitter in baseball. It's just not a lot of them anymore. So I think the Titans have to evolve because that's what's coming in from the college game. You, you have to adapt what, you know, in a lot of ways, whether you want to or not, you have to adapt your game the way that, you know, to what's available and what's there. You got to learn how to win with that because, you know, how many Derrick Henrys are there coming out in the draft this year? I don't know of any. Yeah. It's a it's a short list, so let's let's talk about this offensive line here or, or what's left of it. Um, they tried four out of five new offensive linemen this year. Now it looks like they're going to need to unload four out of this five and try it again next year. Are they? And and I know I'm jumping the gun here, Terry, but are they better off using the first round pick on the left tackle for the next ten years? They hope. Or would they be better off with a skill position, wide receiver that they're still looking for, kind of a cornerback that they clearly need? The, the, the first-round pick for the Titans, where is the greatest need on this football team? Well, obviously, left tackle is the greatest need because you just don't have one right now. Uh, so I think that's the safe bet in the first round, if, especially if uh, Alt or Fashanu are there. Uh, with the, in that first six or seven picks, wherever they're going to land uh, in terms of draft order. But I'll say this, it's a deep tackle draft, and you should have enough faith in your coaching staff that if you wait till the second round to draft a tackle, you know, who's maybe not quite as big a good a prospect, that your staff can develop him and make him a plug-and-play starter because you maybe spent the first pick – on a Marvin Harrison Jr. or a, a Brock Bowers who can come in and make an immediate impact at a skill position and give Will Levis somebody else to throw to. So I think you, if there's a dynamic difference maker at the skill position, you have to take, you have to take that guy regardless of your need. If not, then you take the best guy at the position you need. You know, it's sort of like the position that the Bears are going to find themselves in. Justin Fields has made some decent improvements this Mm -hmm. year, and there's a school of thought that says trade the pick, keep Fields, develop him, add more weapons around him. But if you pass on Caleb Williams and he becomes the next Patrick Mahomes or the next Joe Burrow, then you're you're never going to live down the fact that you passed up the chance to draft him. Uh, you mean passed up Mahomes twice? Because if yeah. they did that, that would be twice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, that that would be a problem. All right, Terry. So l- let me let me let me switch gears here and ask you, as someone who is who I know, who who I don't think I I know you, sir. You are a journalist. I've seen you, <laughs> Terry, and this is this is a true story. I've seen Terry at crime scenes in Sumner County, where I was not expecting to see Terry, but he, he was. He was up there, pen and pad, and you know we we covered you know a crime scene together, talking to the the sheriff's department up there. Um, I, I know you're the real deal, sir, and I am 
asking uh, the question this way. If there was a issue, a real issue between Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthen in that building and the local media, yourself, and I can name many others and I won't, Teresa Walker, another one from the AP who's in that building a lot asking questions. How in the world is it possible that the divide between those two men could be that big and our local media would not know about it? Is that possible? It would have to be really well concealed because I think, you know, at some point, I mean, do they agree on everything? No. Do you guys agree on everything with your wife? You probably don't, you know. But that doesn't mean that there's a rift between you. I think that, you know, there have been disagreements between the two of them. I'm sure they have, you know, one guy wanted this, one guy wanted that. Those sorts of things have happened. But that's normal in the course of business and the course of running a football team. If you agreed on everything, you know, I don't, I'm not sure you would want that either because sometimes you need a voice of dissent to keep you from making a mistake. And I, I agree. If if there was a major rift between Carthon and Brable, something that was going to cause the two of them, you know, one of them to up and leave and the other one, you know, be in a position, you know, to have to hire a replacement or whatever, or have a say in hiring a replacement, then I think that somebody here from amongst us would, would be at the pulse of it. The, the, the people who are saying this, and the reason I'm bringing this up, Terry, is the people who are saying these things, none of them, I'm, I'm just going to get out there and say it, none of them have been over there in the room with any of you um, with and, and asking questions. The people who are here don't seem to understand where this is coming from, or, or they kind of do, but... I'm sorry, Darren, you want to... Well, I, I just wanted to shed some light on your question, Justin. Was John Robinson not present at practices, kind of like Floyd Reese was? In other words, very present, very visible at practices. Was he not? Yes, he was. Okay. Nobody detected that. Is Rand Carthon ever around? Yes, he was out there today. Okay, now, so you do you as... see him like John Robinson? I don't see him as often as I did John, but he was out there today. And, and in, you know, to explain your point. But, further, that, but that's what I'm asking. Like, you, the local media, you guys were out there all the time, every day, and John Robinson was out there just like Floyd Reese was, and nobody had a clue that there was a riff, and he was about to get fired in the middle of the season. Well, that is true. And, but I think that that, mm. I think, was an Amy Adams strunk decision. I agree, Terry. I yeah. I, I don't think it's the same thing. You Darren. don't think Vrabel though had a, a part in that? <laughs> oh, I think I think she consulted Vrabel. I I'm sure. I'm sure she told Vrabel what her plans were going to be. But I think that when they got embarrassed in Philadelphia and AJ Brown went off for a hundred plus receiving yards and everything that he did, I don't have the numbers at the off the top of my head. But when that happened I think that was the final straw in addition to three straight drafts of not very productive players. I think what Terry said, and Terry, you correct, you correct me if I'm wrong, and, and this is what I, I think. I think the rift was between Amy Adams at that point and John Robinson, not 
and I think it was a greater rift than what was happening between John Robinson and Mike Vrabel. Not to say there wasn't a rift, because we all know there there was something there, but I think it had just gotten to the point between those two where Amy Adams could no longer agree with the direction that the football team was moving in under John Robinson's direction, and it was not so much that he couldn't get along with Mike Vrabel that was the problem. That that that's what yeah. that's what I think, and there's a di- and and that is vastly different than what we're looking at now. What we're looking at now, listening to all these reports, is that the two men who are largely in charge of this football team can't get along to the point to where one of them wants out. That's what has been the national report. And I'm just finding it hard to believe that Terry McCormick, who has watched every single football game this franchise has played since 1997, and Teresa Walker and company don't have a whiff about this. But the guy on the internet, but Chad Forbes does. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I, I question that. That's all I'm getting at. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you're on the right track there. And, and I think going back to the Robinson thing, I think when Amy Adams Strunk made up her mind, I'm guessing that she informed Mike Brable beforehand what she was about to do. Now the question becomes, do, did Mike Brable – could he have said, no, don't do it, and her not do it? I think, I think was- personally, Mike Vrabel, everything changed with him and Robinson when he traded A.J. Brown on draft. Oh, I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree think that's when everything no, Everything changed, like, yeah. That relationship changed, in my opinion, because well, yeah, Mike Vrabel the day before the was going draft. over my dead body. As long as I'm the coach, he's going to be here, and the next thing you know, he's gone. And I think that changed everything with those two. No. I think you're 100% right there. All right, last thing, real quick. Dare, if this is it for Derrick Henry, over, under carries, 25. Are you taking the over or the under on Sunday? I'll probably go with the under because they haven't had a game wow. where they've had, I don't know how many games they've had this year where he's had 25 carries. Only I know, but if this is it, I'd run him 30 times. for the At, at a home? I tried to get him 200 yards yeah. rushing on Sunday. But behind this offensive line, he may run 30 times for 45 <laughs> yards. You look, you don't have to be the, the baby Ruth in the punch bowl. Let me have it for just a second. Yeah. <laughs> but what you, you said know, is true. I mean, that's what you don't want to do is run him 30 times for 45 yards. <laughs> Terry, oh, it, it look, yeah. nobody's going to dispute yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, always fun, man. Good stuff as always. Appreciate it. Happy New All Year. Right. See you guys. Thank you, sir. Terry McCormick, TitanInsider.com. There was a lot of good stuff in there. Let's mm. talk about that okay. on the other side. And if you want to get involved, we're wide open the rest of the hour. 615-844-5600. We'll have our buddy Tony Smith to begin the second mm. hour down in Jacksonville. We'll All find right. out about these pesky Jags. We'll come back and discuss more things next here on the McFarland Show. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. 
Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at Navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Want even more excitement on game day? It's time to get on Prize Picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks. And with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, Prize Picks is the place to play this season. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Sweat it out. Watch your entry update in real time. And continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. Take your game day experience to the next level with prize picks. And right now, you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime. Prize picks is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for more details. The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championships part 6th to the ninth at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio. Exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR Skyscan Forecast. For this afternoon, we'll see plenty of sunshine, the high 46. Increasing clouds tonight, low 24. Cloudy Friday, the high 52. Showers about Friday night, continuing to Saturday, then mostly cloudy, high 48. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. The McFarland Show, broadcasting live in Rutherford County on 107.9 FM. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred is how you get in touch with us. We're in the Strikers Bear Family Fund Center studio on this Thursday, and we're grateful for that because it's cold outside. It's not cold in here. Darren and Justin here with you. DJ Damon is alongside. Tony Smith from 1010XL down in Jacksonville will join us to begin the second hour of the program. I'm just saying, if if they think, and they know better than us, I think everybody kind of feels like this is probably it. I'd run Derrick Henry. I tried to get him 200 yards, and I get it. What Terry said, we all can nod our heads and be like, yeah, who's getting 200 yards behind this offensive line? Well, by the way, the last time I looked, which was today, he's only like, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 yards behind being the third best running back in the league. Yeah. Behind that offensive line. Yeah. 
that puts things in perspective. Well, again, though, we're not we're no longer in the in the bell cow era of you know everybody's running back by committee now. Yeah. So now to lead the league in rushing, you need about twelve hundred yards. Yeah. But it's at home. Yeah. And if this is it, I'd be like Derek, get ready, get ready. You're gonna get it a lot, a lot. You would hope, but you know. All right. That's just my thought. Sure. Let's go to Kenny the Mailman. Kenny, what's up? Happy New Year to two of my best friends in town. Happy New Year, sir. <laughs> hey, Kenny. Darren, to get him 200 yards Sunday, you're going to have to also count the pregame warm-up runs. Uh, there's going to be a, have to be a lot involved. <laughs> <laughs> With that offensive line. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could ask Terry McCormick this while he was there. Has word come down any about the Titans getting fined for what happened Sunday? Give us the deliver the punchline, sir. Now, why do you think it's a punchline? Because you have a lot of jokes for us usually. Because <laughs> well, we know it's evident- set up when we hear it. <laughs> evidently, the Titans tried to sneak sneak Andre Dillard's twin brother Andrew into the game wearing the same number. Because if you watch the game, the announcer called him Andrew about seven times. Did he really? Mm, no, I didn't. Yeah. Did telling. So uh, I don't know if he didn't have a spotter with him or if uh, his coat dropped on his sheet. But, yeah, that was Andrew out there. The sad thing is, Andrew Dillard can't block either. (laughs) (laughs) Must run in the family, right? Yeah, Yeah, and they did have commercials during the game. If you uh, renew your season tickets this week, this year, and next year, they're going to lock it in at the same price, no increase at all, which I do appreciate. But the way they're playing, shouldn't it be buy one, get one free? Well, I knew I knew it was mm. you were going to sneak it in mm. there eventually. So is that true? I, I, I did not see that. Is I that, didn't see that They either. really said yeah, there's that no, is, no that price is increase? True. Okay. Yeah, if you lock it in. But okay. I, I, the way I was looking at it, it was like Kroger, buy one, get one free, please. <laughs> All look, my best, y'all. Happy thank, New Year. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Kenny. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. You know what? <laughs> I, I know it's a business, but... If you would, if you wouldn't have done that, well, you got to increase ticket prices. Right, I was to say, coming off the last two years, yeah, and what's about to happen, which yeah. you laid out there yeah. on on X that um, if people haven't seen, you can go to Justin Justin's uh, Twitter account, X account, whatever, whatever, yeah, and you've laid it out where they're going to a Titans. What is it? A Titan camp, basically. I mean, Titan Town? Titan Town, excuse me. Okay. Titan I mean, it's going to be. I'll explain here. It's going to be a hot mess. Yeah. Uh, next year. They're getting ready to bring. For everybody who just, uh, just so I can put it into context here, um, and they actually announced this a few weeks ago. I'm just now bringing it to light, I suppose. Uh, Titan Town will be uh, broken ground. They're going to break ground on that sometime, we believe, next week uh, after the final game here at Nissan Stadium. It's a 56 trailer mini city that will sit next to the juvenile justice center that will behave as the main hub of operation for the construction of the new stadium. So when you see them bringing the trailers in, that is not the stadium. That is just the trailers that will set the groundwork for them to work out of for the new stadium. They will break ground on the new stadium coming up in the spring. So if you want to see the visual, Justin's got it on his web, on his uh, Twitter account. Yeah. You can go do that. So that'd be a really bad combo. A hot mess on the field the last two years. And now it's going to be a hot mess 
at the new location where they're going to be putting the new stadium directly behind yeah. the current stadium, and you're going to raise prices, good luck with that. And and by the way, this just then, I, I believe there's going to be some parking changes next year. Oh, I, 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 I'm I don't just, know how you... I, there couldn't be. Just thinking, probably going to be some... Be walking more? Probably going to be some parking changes next you're, year. You're not going to be as close? No. For a lot for, of people. For, you know, you may be some more shuttle busing yeah. going on yeah. for the next few years over there. Yeah. So. You're going to be parking at Top Golf. Yeah. Well, listen, this this upcoming, and this, and in all seriousness, this upcoming home game for the Titans here on Sunday, for those of you who are going, just know that what you're about to see on Sunday. Is the last time. Soak it in. <laughs> it's it is time. never going to be that way again. Nope. Ever. Ever, and I'm not just talking about on the field. I'm talking about what's getting ready to happen around that stadium. The way we have known Titans football for the last 25 years is about to completely change forever after this Sunday. I soaked it in when I went to the Music City Bowl. Yeah. I did. I, I literally was taking mental shots, you know, just looking around going, this is because I, I was like, you know, the odds of me going. Sunday. Yeah. Not very it's good. just, it's never going to look that way again. So I'm like, yeah, I'm looking around, uh, you know, how many times I've been to the, oh. <laughs> I mean, I went to, I went to every Titans game for 17 years. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm looking around going, huh? Yeah. We'll never see this again. Never like see this. it again. It'll never look like this again. The next time I'm here, it'll be different. It'll be a mess. And yeah. then at some point the stadium will be gone and then there'll be the new dome. Yeah. You know, it's going to be very different. All right. We'll come back, wrap up the first hour of the McFarland show next. The traditional first-year anniversary gift is paper. Yay! Envelopes. The traditional 10-year anniversary gift is tin or aluminum. Are there sardines in here? And the 20-year anniversary gift is the chance to win up to a million dollars. Now that's what I'm talking about. It's our anniversary, but we thought about what you'd want. The new 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi. Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to SkyRizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Michael Fabiano here, and if you want even more excitement on game day, it's time to get on prize picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks, and with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, Prize Picks is the place to play this season. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. 
Watch your entry update in real time and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. And right now, when you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime, PrizePix is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepix.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy, must be present in certain states. Visit prizepix.com for details. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. It's a Bill King show. We created a rule decades ago on the show. Weddings, things of that nature, during the playing portion, do not get consideration. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Weddings are meant for the spring. They do not get consideration during the playing portion of the season. That's just the way we work it around here. That's the way we play it around here. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The McFarland Show, video streaming live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube from the Strike and Spare studio. Ultimately, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. baseball had this trend for a while. I know because I lived it in Cleveland right before I moved here. Cleveland was moving into their new stadium. They had played at the Municipal Stadium Mm -hmm. forever, Mm -hmm. and it was where the Browns played, and it was when everybody did the Mm -hmm. duel facilities and it was a mess <laughs> thank <laughs> god baseball owners were like i think we need to build our own yeah. stadium and yeah. baseball got away from the dual stadiums playing in football stadiums basically yes they tried and a lot of people have have done this and you know it's not easy to do but they tried to basically sync up their roster and make sure they were basically going into the new stadium ground running yeah as fast as you can yeah and it played out. It actually worked for them. Now, yeah. again, easier said than done. Yes. You can all get in a room and say, hey, you know, when this new stadium opens in 2027, we want to make sure this roster going into that season is... Indians made an ALCS World Series run within the first two years? It was. It was. Because in 94, I worked in the... In oh, the jumbo, strike in 94. Okay. Right. Yeah. I was working in the Jumbotron room. Okay. Okay. And... Yes, in August they went. They were, I think, three games behind the White Sox when the, the strike old, uh, happened. AL West back then. Yeah, and okay. of course there was no playoffs that year, sure. and so the season ended with nothing. Yeah. The next year they were in the World Series and mm-hmm. they won. And they remember the season was even shortened too. They didn't start on time. They didn't start on time. That's and right. they still won over a hundred games. That's right. That's right. And okay. They, yeah. They lost right. to the Braves in Game Six mm-hmm. in '95 mm-hmm. in the World Series. There you go. And then '96 they were great. '97 they were back in the World. Back Series. in the World Series. There we so, go. There I mean, we go. Filling Jacob's in the gaps. Field was the hottest ticket. Yeah. There was in Cleveland. Absolutely. And I know. And that's. I was living there. I was covering that team, mm-hmm. and then I moved to Nashville. All right. But that's what everybody's trying to do, and and I'm and it's no different for the Titans. It doesn't mean that they're going to be like, hey, we don't care what happens till 2027. But I, you know, I think realistically, 
They want to make sure they've got all their ducks in a row and they are true Super Bowl contenders by 2027. Yeah. Like, you know, no, going into a new stadium, they want it to be the hottest ticket, the hottest thing going in this market. I would agree. But as, as it stands right now, I can think of maybe three players off the top of my head who I, three to four, who I can almost promise you are still going to be here in 2027. Yeah. And then the rest of them, you know, there's a, you know, it's it's going to be Peter Swaronski. It's probably going to be yeah. Will Levis. Um, yeah. And yeah. let's see, Ryan Stonehouse, I think, will still be here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jeffrey, yeah. Jeffrey Simmons, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah. outside of that, every, and I mean this, everybody else is subject not to be here by the 2027 year. So I hear this all the time. Well, they got to get ready for the new state. They're not even close to thinking about the 2027 football team. There'll be such turnover by the time they get there. They need to have a lot of hits. And they I do. mean a lot. Yeah. By that time, right? They need to start knocking it out of the park in the draft and free agency. Or you're right. This, this, you're right. There's maybe five guys that'll see that new stadium. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. On this current roster. Mm-hmm. And who knows if the coach will? Who knows? Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for hour number one. We'll head down to Jacksonville. We'll learn a little bit about the Jags that'll be here for the final game. We'll talk to Tony Smith. We'll do that next. Five sixty AM, ninety five nine FM, Brentwood, Nashville, one zero seven nine FM, Smyrna, Nashville's first twenty four hour sports station. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. ABC News, I'm Michelle Franson. As the war in Ukraine nears the two-year mark, the White House says it has evidence Russia used ballistic missiles and launchers against Ukraine in recent attacks from North Korea. White House National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby. Information indicates that the Democratic People's Republic of Korea recently provided Russia with ballistic missile launchers and several ballistic missiles. On the 30th of December, 2023, Russian forces launched at least one of these North Korean ballistic missiles into Ukraine. The White House says Russia is also trying to acquire Iranian missiles. In Iowa, the Perry High School principal is among those injured in today's shooting. Authorities also tell ABC News the shooter died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. The motive still unknown. New York City's mayor announcing the city is filing a $700 million lawsuit against 17 charter bus companies that transported migrants to the city from Texas without notice or coordination. This is ABC News. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit starregistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call 800-282-3333. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Your brain is an amazing thing. But as you get older, it naturally begins to change. 
causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Alrighty then. Now, The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour rolling along here from the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. We are the McFarlands. Darren and Justin here with you. Don't forget, every day you can watch the show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll try to dress up for you. Justin will salute you. I may wave every once in a while. DJ Damon is alongside as well. Let's head down to Jacksonville. It's probably a little bit warmer than it is here. It's in the 40s here today in Nashville. Let's check in with our buddy Tony Smith, 1010XL. Down there, let's talk a little Jags. Tony, how we doing? Doing well. We are. It's it's cool still for this area, but you know, low sixties today, so a little bit warmer than what you guys got up yeah, there. That's not bad. I mean, no, you'll take it in January, early January, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. The question is, will you take this season how it's played out for the Jags? You know, um, we've been talking a lot about that, obviously, especially with the way that the last five weeks is gone. This has been a team that at one point in the season was eight and three. They lose those four games in a row. They finally get back with a, you know, a dominating win against Carolina last week. And the divisional uh, crown is on the line this week when they head up to Nashville. I, for me, you know, going into the season, I kind of put it in a couple different categories, right? I think the season regular season, it's still a success. If they win the AFC South on Sunday, it's, it's hard to call a team, that wins their division for only the – they haven't won back-to-back division titles since 1999, right? Like, it's been a long time since they've done that. That's the last time they went to the playoffs in back-to-back years as well. So it would be hard to call the season anything less than a success. But the expectation going into the year was that they'd be competing for an opportunity to potentially host the divisional round of the playoffs. They were certainly still in the middle of that five weeks ago. Not so much now. So if they didn't get to the divisional round of the playoffs, then you know we'd have the conversations about how successful was the season in the ultimately. But if they do win on Sunday up there in Nashville and claim the AFC South for the second year in a row, then yeah, the season has been a success up to that point with the playoffs determining how successful it was. 
Jacksonville's won the last three against the Titans. Of course, they won handily down in Jacksonville. Tony, let me ask you a question from afar, okay? Just to get your perspective, your opinion from afar, because Mm -hmm. sometimes you get close to the forest and you're just not sure. There's a lot of stuff out there swirling nationally about Mike Vrabel. Not really locally, but nationally. So that's why I'm asking you about whether he's happy, whether, you know, the Patriots want him, whether him and the new GM, Rand Carthon, are getting along. There's there's a lot of stuff out there. We don't know what the heck is true and what's not. I'm just going to ask you, though, what do you think of Mike Vrabel as a coach? I think Mike Vrabel is one of the better coaches in the NFL. And what he's gotten done in his time there as the head coach in Tennessee exhibits that. And, look, we'll see, you know, ultimately what decisions the Titans organization is going to make. I don't – you guys get to cover the day-to-day with what they do. But my uh, perspective on Mike Vrabel is that he's a really, really good uh, head coach. The players respond to him year after year, game after game, and that doesn't seem to have dropped to me. They've – you guys know, the last couple of years especially, the injuries that Tennessee's had to deal with, you know, it's a laundry list. Uh, the things that they've had to go through, they're coming to the end of whatever it's going to be with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill and have to figure out what the next version of the Titans is going to look like, and it's not unusual. Look, you get hired as an NFL head coach to eventually be fired. You know, Bill Belichick's staring that in the face now. You know, all the success that he's had, it doesn't mean you get to do it forever. At some point, the clock runs out on all these guys, and it doesn't mean that they didn't do the job well when they were there and given the opportunity. That's my general perspective on Mike Frabel. What's the status of Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> uh, it's, it's hard to tell at this point. He did participate more in practice today than he did yesterday. It, it, what a, he's a tough guy, man. Uh, he's played through a knee injury, an ankle injury that – a high ankle sprain. He played the next week despite that high ankle sprain and was plenty mobile when he did it. He played the week after he suffered a concussion in a game. And finally, an an injury to his throwing shoulder is what kept him sidelined last week. He didn't participate in practice at all uh, last week leading up to, you know, him not playing against Carolina. He was limited in practice the last couple days, including today. He threw in front of the media today at least a little bit. So, doing a little bit more than everyone saw him do in practice yesterday. My, it's hard to even guess at whether or not he's going to be able to play on Sunday or not. The, a shoulder injury to your throwing shoulder especially, it's, it's different than, you know, figure out how to play with whatever pain level you're going to have to play with, with a knee or an ankle injury. You know, those things, it's different when it's your throwing shoulder and you're a quarterback. If Trevor Lawrence can go, he will go. You know, that's the type of player that he has proven that he is here in his career here in Jacksonville. My guess, my lean would be that he does give it a go, given he'll see the importance of this game. And if he can go, uh, he certainly will, and he'll be pushing towards the opportunity to play this week. Their backup is what, Nashvillian C.J. Beathard, right? Yes, it is, yes. Hmm. And how confident do you think they feel in this spot if he's the one who ultimately has to play? Uh, He was... Very good last week against Carolina, and I'm not saying that, you know, as NFL tests go, Carolina is about as easy a test as you get, right? Um, but they're okay on the defensive side. C.J. Beathard, 
Uh, it's not going to give you anything where you certainly don't have the downfield options you do when Trevor Lawrence is playing. He doesn't have the athleticism that Trevor Lawrence presents, obviously, as a, a, a player that can run uh, from that position either. But what he does give you is a veteran that's going to run the offense. Now you have to change some things in the offense to run it for C.J. Beathard compared to Trevor Lawrence. But I think C.J. is certainly good enough to win this game on Sunday and, and clinch the division for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They haven't really been able to get to the quarterback this year, have they? <laughs> well, it depends on what you mean by they. Right? <laughs> uh, uh, they have one guy that is certainly having no issues getting to the quarterback, and Josh Allen has been spectacular this year. Yeah. He's, he's having a kind of year where he should at least be in consideration, part of the conversation for defensive player of the year. That's the kind of year he's having. He set the franchise rec- sack record for a season last week um, with his three against Carolina. He's now the single season sack leader uh, for the franchise. So, And it's it's a contract year for Josh. He's a free agent after this year. Isn't so that weird how that happens? <laughs> well, you know, he was a pro bowler his rookie year and then had a couple of okay years. Not great, but not bad. And this year he's been outstanding and what they've been looking for is somebody on the other side they spent the number one overall pick in Trayvon Walker and we're waiting they bet on him to take a big leap from year one to year two and it took you know 12 weeks of the season before you started really seeing it but the last month Walker's been good and he's going to be given opportunities game after game after game because of how well Josh Allen's playing and he's finally taken advantage of some of those opportunities where they're not getting a whole lot of pass rushes in the middle of that defensive line. And we'll see it's again, that's one of those things last week. It was good against Carolina, but that's not a trend. And it's certainly been an issue overall for them as far as getting pressure up the middle for the entire season. But Josh Allen has been spectacular. There's been games where he didn't have a sack and watching the game. I was like, Oh, he could have had four today. Mm. Like he's been that kind of player all season long. And as you guys know, it's a Titans offensive line that's hmm. had its issues uh, yeah. like this season. Hmm. So my guess would be Josh Allen is certainly going to be part of the storyline for this game Man. on Sunday. You were so nice I, with I appreciate that. your mercy <laughs> and grace with that comment to say that the Titans offensive line has had its issues. Yes. That's very yes. nice of you to say, Tony, and that's why you're our friend. We appreciate you very much, sir. Um Wanted to ask you about uh, if Jacksonville does win this game, chances are they'll clinch the number four seed, and that would set up a matchup against the Cleveland Browns, uh, the number five seed. uh, And, you know, that it would seem like, you know, having a home game would have an advantage, but it seems like Cleveland's not a team you really want to really want to play right now. I, you know, they played the Cleveland Browns not long ago. Now they were playing Cleveland with some options that weren't available to them three weeks ago that will be available to them if they make it to the playoffs, right? Like, they're going to be playing with Cam Robinson back in at left tackle. Okay. And it appears they'll be playing with Christian Kirk back out there, a wide receiver. And Kirk makes a massive difference for this offense. You know, the Browns beat them, but the Browns beat them really on the Jaguars blowing three coverages against Joe Flacco. I mean, that was the difference in the game is Joe Flacco three times got to throw to receivers that didn't have any defender within 15 yards of them when they caught the ball. They blew coverages, like just embarrassingly bad how 
poorly uh, defensively they played on those three plays. And the rest of the game, they made Joe Flacco look like you would maybe have expected Joe Flacco to look when he took over the quarterback job in Cleveland. Now he's been good. You know, overall, Joe Flacco has. I think Cleveland is a hot team right now. Certainly them and Buffalo are probably the two teams you circle outside of Baltimore in the AFC and say probably don't want to play those guys right now. But I, I think it's a different matchup from the Jaguars' perspective if they can win on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans to have that matchup again against Cleveland with Kirk, especially back in the fold on the offensive side of the ball. He opens up everything for them on that side, and they've had to deal with Zay Jones being out throughout much of the season as well. And so if you're playing a game without Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, those are two of your top three options in the past game, and they've had to do that basically here for the last month. If they're going to have all those guys back on the field, I do think you'll see more the Jaguars team that you saw go on that run and win seven games in a row at one point in the season. I think they'll be much closer to that team than the one that lost four in a row once the playoffs start if they get all their weapons back. All right, Tony, I want to ask you the big picture question because I can continue to talk about the Titans and Jaguars, but in all honesty, I mean, you know, this this game here, the Jaguars, the winning end here, excuse me, the big picture question I want to ask for a gentleman like yourself who's been there since Mm -hmm. the start is that you draft a guy like Trevor Lawrence to come in and win a Super Bowl at some point. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be this year. But at some point, this guy you're expecting is going to bring this franchise its very first Super Bowl. Darren and I have been here all 25 years. We're still waiting on the first Lombardi here in Nashville. We haven't gotten one. And every now and again, they draft somebody. And you hope maybe Jake Locker is the one. Maybe Vince Young is the Maybe Marcus Mariota. (laughs) Maybe Will Levis is the one that can bring us. This Lombardi. So I'm asking here, Tony, as you're in the middle of this ride with this guy who, without question, you're not going to catch me saying, oh, I don't know if he's the guy. He is talented beyond measure here. There's no question about it. But if he doesn't get it done this year, when does the pressure start to mount? And I know we're still in the first contract, but when does the pressure start to mount on Trevor Lawrence as to the fan base if this is ever going to happen for them. Well, you know, you know how fans are. Yes. Right? And, you know, pressure from the fans started when they lost four in a row. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, like <laughs> the, the, no one is immune to that. And Trevor Lawrence has had issues, especially during that losing streak where he turns the ball over, especially the fumbling stuff. The interceptions don't bother me. Right. Like I, I don't get bothered by guys who try to make plays downfield and people are going to intercept the pass every now and then when you're trying to make those big plays. His issues have been more protecting the football in the pocket and the fumbles. It's against Baltimore. He had one that was inexplicable. No one touched him. He just tried to like put two hands on the ball and dropped it. Mm. Like it was inexplicable what happened with Trevor Lawrence. I think for some small portion of the fan base they're already having those discussions and I keep trying to remind them it's the same guy who played well enough down the stretch last year that they won all those games in a row he got MVP votes based on what he did going down the stretch last season he was the quarterback of the team that won seven in a row this year he is the if he plays this week and I I I'm guessing that he will. But if he plays this week, then he's going to be the guy who quarterbacked this team to the first back-to-back division titles since 1999, 
right? Like these are mm. not insignificant things that Trevor Lawrence would have accomplished in his first three seasons in the National Football League, and he's still not even 25 years old. Like, there's so much time and so much room for this guy to continue to grow into the role. The pressure is going to be on him every year. The expectations are going to be on him every year that he's playing here in Jacksonville. That Yeah, they feel like the championship window is Trevor Lawrence's career. The fans feel that way. So any season where they don't look like they could have achieved on that level, things happen that get in your way. There are other good teams and good quarterbacks in the league that can get in your way. But when it looks like they didn't give themselves that chance, again, how successful is this season ultimately? If they don't get back to the divisional round of the playoffs, there's going to be a lot of people that would be very upset with this season for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The pressure... That's always there, and I certainly don't think it's it's out of whack as far as the expectation level that is there for Trevor Lawrence coming in. I feel like he's met it in most ways. I wish he would stop fumbling the ball. That would be the one thing I would tell you. Stop fumbling the ball, and once he gets that under control, I think everyone will see it. I, and it is funny. You know, you go look at all these numbers and the way people talk about the position across the league, and you mean he's only the fourth or fifth best quarterback in the AFC this year? What a shame, right? Like, <laughs> you look at the, the murderer's row in the conference that he's dealing with on top of that. It's He is achieving at a very high level at a very young age. I'm not sure if the contract stuff is going to happen this offseason or not for Trevor Lawrence, but it needs to happen, right? Like, that's the way I feel about it, and most fans here in the area feel about it. Get it done let him be our guy for the next 15 years. By the way, Justin, mm-hmm. Bo Nix and Michael Penix yeah. are going to be you know, drafted and playing in the NFL next year. You would think? They're the, yeah, you would think. You're right. <laughs> uh, they're the same age as Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. They're 24. Yeah. It's been a... Yeah. It's, it's yeah. weird, right? Like it's some weird, of these yeah. guys that are coming out now, how old they are yeah. in, in college. Uh, we got to end with with what we've talked about with Tony. Like, we got to end on a real high note, right? You know where I'm going with this, right? I think. Uh, our guy that we talk about here in Nashville, yeah. this show, yeah. which uh, you know Tony's been talking about it. I'm sure. Uh, Fred Taylor. Yes, sir. Has reached the doorstep. Yes, sir. Of Canton for the first time. He's yes, in sir. The, the list of 15. He's never reached that before. Is this it? <laughs> well, I hope so. You know, for his sake, as, you know, we all feel like he's already had to wait too long to get in the room and have his career and his name seriously discussed uh, by the voters to this point in the process. And I do think it helps him that he's the only running back that's going to be discussed in the room Mm -hmm. this year. Now there's a Mm -hmm. couple guys coming down the line, you know, Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore, those guys are going to get into the hall of fame. You know, like they're going to get into the hall of fame. Fred feels like he's a hall of fame player. And everyone I've ever talked to who played with or against Fred Taylor describes him as a Hall of Fame football player. I watch his highlights when I'm just in a bad mood, right? <laughs> like his highlights are just a mood lifter Ridiculous. Uh, for, the, for the entire city. And so, it, and he is one of the guys he works. I get to work with him every Sunday on the post game for an hour. And Fred is 
an incredible dude. Like he's an incredible man outside of just being an incredible football player and everything that he accomplished in his career. Jim Brown being a guy who's one to talk about Fred Taylor is the best running back in the league, you know, and that's yeah. when Terrell Davis and all those guys were running wild, yeah. right? Like, and he still said Fred Taylor is the best running back in the league. And it's a, it's a different era of running backs, right? Like y'all have had the privilege of watching a guy like Derrick Henry, and he's having what feels like a Hall of Fame career, but there just aren't guys built the way that a Derrick Henry is built. They're in a in an era of football where there were a bunch of really good running backs, nobody else was Fred Taylor. And his combination of size and speed mm. was ludicrous, the things that he could do on a football field. So hopefully for his sake, um, this all gets sorted out you know, sooner rather than later for him because he's certainly deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. And then we can start talking about Jimmy, Jimmy Smith getting into the Hall of Fame. Without question. Certainly I agree. That too. Mm-hmm. I agree, and, sir. And and the the Jacksonville label and them not having won a Super Bowl when those guys were here has hurt them in this entire process. It hurt Tony Baselli in the process as well. But all three of those guys are Hall of Fame caliber players. Yes, they are. We'll see if they finally get the recognition from the actual Hall of Fame for those things. Tony's got it. Fred's taken another step towards that. Hopefully that happens sooner rather than later for him. But all three of those guys are very deserving of being Hall of Fame players. If he gets in, um, you're going to have to join the show, and we're going to need your help. We're going to need you to bring him on because he needs to know (laughs) that there was actually a radio show in Nashville, Tennessee, that was saying, (laughs) He deserves to be a without Canada. question, and not backing is, down and from this it is whatsoever. The only radio show I can promise you that was saying that because this this is not about talking about the Jags, and yet this show was going. Hey, look, let's just call it what it's, it is. It's Brett just Taylor is what it is. In the Hall it is Fame, what it is. Period. Yeah, yeah. We, I know he appreciates it, guys, and I will pass along as well as I can uh, those words of encouragement. Fred, Fred's a great dude, man and hopefully it gets worked out for him here in the next month and a half or so. It's awesome. Tony, appreciate it as always. By the way, I suspect that you'll see a heavy dose of Derrick Henry on Sunday. Uh, I'm guessing that it would be a big part of the Titans game plan to let the hometown kid try to end the season for his hometown. Like I'm guessing, yes, that will be a big part of the Titans game plan this week. Yeah. Appreciate it as always. Have a good one. Thank you, guys. Tony Smith, 1010XL down in Jacksonville. Always good conversations with him. We're wide open the rest of the show. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600 is how you do that. More of the McFarland Show next. Prince's Hot Chicken, Nashville's original hot chicken, with three locations serving Middle Tennessee, south on Nolensville Road, 5th and Broad downtown, and the new location at Tanger Outlet Mall. You can now order your favorite flavor of heat online at princesshotchicken.com. And don't forget dessert, including special holiday pies. Prince's Hot Chicken in three locations and princesshotchicken.com. Prince's Hot Chicken, Nashville's original hot chicken, 
Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often, there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. And now, Childress Collision Center is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Childress Collision Center. Family owned and operated, Childress Collision Center is backed by a century of combined experience. From a scratch or a dent to a full collision repair, trust Childress Collision Center. Stop on by 1108 8th Avenue South in Nashville or call 615-266-4441. 615-266-4441. That's Childress Collision Center. They're people who care. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. The vest got a lot of attention. Right. So is there a blue vest coming? The vest had been dormant for a minute, but uh, it gets a chance to make an appearance uh, sometime in the immediate future. Right. And, and when it comes out, you're going to see some variations. Uh, and I'm excited about the vest. The vest uh, it gets a chance to be donned in the mid-state area. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Welcoming calls from all around Middle Tennessee. 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. These are the scenarios that the Jags are facing. It's really simple. Beat Mm -hmm. the Titans. They're in. You win the AFC South. Tie the Titans. And the Colts and Texans tie. They're playing each other. Mm. They get in. So just keep that in mind. If there, if everybody in the AFC South ties each other this weekend, the Jags, the Jags. are the AFC South winner. Now, they also can get in the playoffs if they tie the Titans and Pittsburgh loses. They also can get into the playoff 
playoffs if Pittsburgh loses, Denver loses, mm-hmm. and Houston, Indianapolis doesn't end in a tie. So one so of they them can't tie. Somebody loses. Right. There's a winner in that game. Yeah. Or so, there's a winner. So they can get in if Pittsburgh loses, Denver loses, and the Colts and Texans don't tie. So, pretty good scenarios for them. Look, uh, you know the, the the most basic, you know, to be simplistic about yeah. it, take when, care of your own business, and, and you know you're in, and you host. Yeah, host the Cleveland Browns, and good luck with that. Right, <laughs> that's right. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred is how you can get in touch with us. Let's go to Frank in Smyrna, listening on one zero seven nine. Frank, what's up? Just tried to unthaw after I flew in from somewhat sunny and somewhat warm Sarasota earlier this afternoon. Yeah, warmer. That, that it's not, can't warmer. say it's warm. It's warm. It's just warmer. Oh, about twenty degrees warmer. So yeah. No, I, I was driving home from the airport and uh, the and I heard you guys talking about the weather in Florida the last weekend. Yeah, I, you know I was down there for two weeks. Uh, Christmas Day was a total rain out. I mean, it was that, that is what it is. And pretty much the entire two weeks I was there, it was mostly to partly cloudy. You get some sunshine during the day, maybe two, three, four hours if you're lucky. Might get up to 70, 71 degrees, but that was about it. It stayed in the 60s most of the time. Uh, let's see, yesterday morning, the low in Sarasota was like 41, which is that's like, what, 15 degrees here? <laughs> you know, those people thought the sky was falling. Uh, so, yeah, the weather pattern is just, just weird in Florida right now. If you, I guess I'll say it to you this way, if you like to play golf or tennis or pickleball or be outside, you know, walking or anything like that, then go visit Florida right now. If if you enjoy the boat, uh, boat at the beach like I do, yeah, you could be pretty disappointed. And, and honestly, the weather forecast for the next five days down there is for rain in Tampa, Sarasota, and Fort Byers. So, uh, so you came home. El Nino for it. <laughs> so you so came I home. came home, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, my daughter's birthday is for uh, Buddy, and I'm not going to make her spend her birthday alone because uh, she's got school. And, uh, you know, I came home to get my uh, Predators fixed tonight and uh, Tuesday. And you know what? I'm going to go to go to the game Sunday. I'm going to be a fan. I, I'm going to be a fan. Okay. Even though they have disappointed the living fill in the blank out of me this year. I, I'm one of those diehards. And it, everyone in Florida knows where I stand with the Titans and how disappointed I am in them. But I'm going to go. I'm going to be a fan because I, I just really think this is Derek Henry's last whole game. And I want to see you one more time in a Titan uniform. Uh, that's just where I'm at. And I, I will admit the weather forecast. All right. I'll just flat out say it. if it was going to be raining or it was going to be in the thirties or twenties, no, I would not <laughs> go, but I'm okay. I will be a fan of gun sport to teach Sunday. And, uh, well, I don't know if you heard I, us I talking don't... about it earlier, Frank, seriously, take, take pictures, uh, because you'll never see it like that again. This, that, this is it. This is, I mean, look at that parking lot. Behind the stadium, you know, facing yeah. the interstate, you'll never see it like that because once that game is over, yes. let it begin. 
Yes, that's what I've been told, and yes, I will get pictures of the, of the way outside. I had a lot of good times over the years, tailgate down there. It's uh, well, maybe not so much in recent years, but over the certainly in the late '90s, first part of 2000s. Uh, you know, it's uh, a lot of good memories down there. A lot of uh, you know, it's uh, t- times are changing though. And uh, not only are we going to get a new stadium, I think our teams can be pretty bad the next few years unless unless something changes that I don't see it uh I mean you know when people ask me in Florida if I think Vrabel's gonna get fired my answer to that was no but who knows I, I said I'm not I don't have any say in it I'm not Mrs. Miss Amy I don't she doesn't care what I think she hasn't called me so uh uh, I don't think she's called you guys either. No, so, no, no, we haven't spoken. I, I mean, you know, I, I just I told people I, I think he does need to make wholesale changes to his coaching staff. Uh, underwhelming is, is a good word, Darren. I agree. Uh, just I, I would love to have Arthur Smith back here. I I, I think that's I, I seriously doubt that's a possibility. I. But uh, everyone in Atlanta seems to want him fired that I know. And I said, well, send him back to Nashville. In fact, just tell him I'll pick him up in Chattanooga. It's fine. <laughs> you yeah. know, because I'd love to have him back. But well, the Falcons, just, you know, can win. Yeah. And they're in. Yeah. They're just like the Jags. Yeah. And, and they, they win the division. They had a good chance, you know. Right. And that's what I kept pointing out to the to my friends out there. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, you win, the, you win, and the Saints lose. Uh, do you, you? No, 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 no. That's not right. If oh, you no win, you beat Tampa, right? Because who they play? They play Tampa, right? I think so. I'm sorry, I wasn't. Uh, no, that they they play. Uh, oh, you're right. They need they. No, they I'm play sorry. New Orleans. That's right. They, they need New Orleans. They Tampa's do need a Carolina. Tampa loss too. So they have to win. Yeah, they need and a, a Tampa loss. Yeah, and, and they don't seem to think that's going to happen. And well. <clears throat> that, that Tampa looked awful against the Saints. I watched a good bit of that game. So they, just, they did just because the Titans were because Tampa's at Carolina. Anyway. So that you're okay. Now that right. now that we've I said that, it's like, uh, well, okay, okay. So maybe they're not what getting the One other thing before I get off here. Uh, sure. What are the clinching scenarios for the Houston Texans? Me, me and a friend about in Florida were talking about it last night, and he's originally from Austin, and. Uh, he seemed to think the Texans had to win and get some help. They do. So they I, need to win. Told him, they need a win okay. and then Jacksonville lose or tie the Titans. Okay. That gets them yeah. the AFC South. Win against Indianapolis, yeah, Jacksonville lose or tie the Titans. Now they also can get in if they win and Jacksonville loses plus a Pittsburgh loss. So mm-hmm. win, and then you get a Jacksonville loss here and a Pittsburgh loss, which Pittsburgh plays Baltimore, but yeah, they're Baltimore. not playing. But they're resting their starters. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, no, they're Baltimore not playing. Baltimore ain't going to play anybody. Yeah, they're not playing yep. Okay, because he, he doesn't feel real good about it, and I says, well, I told him, I said, listen, as much as I would love to help y'all and see us ruin the Jaguar season because I can't stand them, I said... I, I said, I don't think it's going to happen. And, and he doesn't either. He he doesn't think they're going to get in. He says, he said, I'm just afraid. He said, nothing against the Titans. He said, I just don't don't think you've got enough healthy bodies left to, to beat them. And I says, well, we'll see. 
It's the NFL. We'll see. We've what seen crazy NFL. scenarios play out NFL. all the time. Yep. Right. That means I told him, I said, Joey, I said, I remember over the years seeing teams that all they had to do was win if they were in the, the day the, the, on the last Sunday and they didn't get in because they didn't win. Yep. I said, it, it is possible. Yep. It is possible. I said, we'll see. That's the intrigue for this type fan in week 17. I mean, I'm not. I guess, like I said, I'm just one of those loyal diehards just to a fault. I'm just, I, I just can't shut it off and go do something else because the team sucks. I, I just, I, I've gotten a lot of friends and I know a lot of fans like that. I, I just, me personally, I can't do it. Frank, but enjoy the two Preds games and the Titans game, man. Should be fun. I, I, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, always a pleasure talking to you, to you guys. And uh, it is good to be back in Tennessee. Can you can you turn the thermostat up a little bit for me, though? <laughs> Thank you, Frank. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, Preds tonight at Bridgestone Arena against Calgary. Calgary, the Flames, and then the next home game, as you mentioned, he'll be at will be Tuesday night against the Ducks. So tonight, uh, the Flames. Yeah. And then he's going to go to the game on Sunday. And all seriousness, we talked about it. Like, you know, I don't know what the crowd's going to be. Like, I don't know either. How much of guys going that we believe are like Tannehill, this is it. And I don't even know if that factors in at all with anybody. <laughs> Derrick Henry is the one. He's the most popular player on the roster. Yes. If people believe he's this is it, which I think most people do, mm-hmm. how much does that give them? A jolt, incentive the, to go at the box office. I, I think a little bit at now, the gate. You know, now how many in fans? That's hard to measure, but I I would imagine there are some who want to go see the great Derrick Henry one more time, uh, or if nothing else, just to clap for him, just to stand in, you know and say, Derrick, thank you so much mm-hmm. for the memories he that you've given uh, to this franchise over the last you know you know six years here. It's been amazing to watch and if you just want to clap for that then you know sunday will be a good opportunity to do so yeah i i i don't know i don't know the answer to it because i i think there's a lot of the good news is i don't think the fan base is checked out no i, I think, think they're, they're 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 mad yeah but they're not checked out. And I think they understand what what's happened i mean it's pretty obvious what's going on the offensive line is not good and yeah. I think anybody with any – we all recognize that. The offensive line is not good. The offensive line hasn't been good over the last, you know, two years. So – It's been wh- atrocious. Wh- what can you do about – you? and you can't fix that in the middle of the season? So so what, what can happen here? Nothing. You just play it out and you hope for better next year. That's all they can do. And everything else that you could ask them to do, they've already done. So that's why, again, there's no anger. What are you going to – oh, this is the same offensive line they brought out last year. No, it's not. Nope. It's a different offensive line. Completely different. Well, they need to fire the GM. They've already done that. Same results, different different offensive line. Yeah. Well, we need to see the young quarterback. We're already – they're already doing that. Yeah. So, so again, the outrage machine is not out because a lot of the things that people are outraged about have already been addressed. Yeah. All right, we'll take another break. Come back. More of the McFarland Show next. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. 
Every sport in Tennessee needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, and anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com slash win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus in President Kentucky. First online real money wager only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Couldn't be happier for you. Well, Papa Pogue. 12.26 a.m. yesterday morning. Grace, yeah. uh, Alice Rose, 8 pounds, 1 ounce. Mm. 20 inches, uh, and uh, all is well. I didn't cry uh, when I held her for the first time. Mm. I'd already cried the first time I saw her. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The McFarland Show, streaming live on the WNSR app and on WNSR.com. 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. Darren and Justin here with you in the Strike Spare Family Fund Center studio. You know, Darren, we have been covering uh, the National Football League, uh, together at least, uh, you know, around the same year since 1998. 
uh, first year for us over at Vanderbilt Stadium, uh, the old Tennessee Oilers over there. Uh, and the league was very different back in 1998, especially when it comes to running backs. Uh, we were just talking with uh, Tony Smith down there in Jacksonville about Fred Taylor and how different things were. We were also just talking about the fact that Derrick Henry, even though he's had a rough season, is still a top five statistical mm-hmm. running back in this NFL. Could finish top three. In this NFL. However, I just wanted to rewind the clock because I brought up to you, in this NFL, you don't have to do that much in order to lead the league in, in rushing. And it reminded me of how the NFL used to be. And where I want to go with this is, is one stat in particular. So I looked it up. This year's stats versus last uh, this year's stats here with the NFL rushing leaders versus what the NFL looked like when Dar- uh, Darren and I uh, first met each other back in the late 90s, 1998, and the season over there at Vanderbilt. So the 1998 season, Darren, there were 11 players in the National Football League, and I'm not going to ask you to name the 11 players. That's, that's a little bit much. But there are 11 players in the National Football League who achieved three Hundred carries on the year. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, Darren, the NFL back then was only 16 games. Now we're at 17. Mm-hmm. So here we are, week 18 or wherever we're going into now. All the teams have played 16 games. So the stats right now are dead equal compared to what they would have been then. The, the stats in 2023 are 16 games, just like they were back in 98. Can I give it a quick, quick? You want to try this? I want to try it. Okay. Uh, so 11 guys have uh, carries of 300 or above back in 1998. So we'll start here, Eddie. Eddie George is one. Uh, I guess since we're talking about Fred, Fred Taylor. Um, Fred Taylor is not one. Really? He didn't get 300? He did not get 300 that particular year. This is 1998 we're talking Corey about. Corey Dillon. Uh, let's check the list. Corey Dillon is not on the list. Wow. Not doing well. Curtis Martin. Uh, Curtis Martin is on the list. 369 carries that year for Curtis Martin. Robert Smith. Uh, let's take a look. Robert Smith is not on the list. Man. Eh. Man. That's a little, man, you got to go ant on him. Okay. Mm. Um, oh, so you had uh, Buffalo, Thurman Thomas. In 98? No. No. No, you missed the window there with Thurman Thomas. Emmett. Emmett Smith is on the list. Emma Smith with uh, 319 carries that year. Sean Alexander? Nope, you're a little early. So I'm a, a little well, no, 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 no you're not. Early. No, you're not early, but Sean Alexander is not on the list, though. Mm-hmm. So here, here, here are Let the me have the list. Okay, here, I didn't do well. Here are the 11. Uh, leading the pack is Jamal Anderson, who that mm-hmm. year, listen, that year in 1998, Darren? That's when they went to the Super Bowl. 410 carries yeah. for Jamal Anderson yeah. in 1998. Terrell Davis was second with mm. 392 carries. Curtis Martin with 369. Eddie George with 348. Barry Sanders mm. with 343 carries. Marshall Falk with 324. Emmett Smith, 319. Ricky Running Waters at 319. Uh, let's see, Jerome Bettis, the bus, 316 carries. Garrison Hurst had 310 carries. For the 49ers that year. When they got that one. And Antoine Smith. When they got that one. With 300 solid mm. that year uh, in 1998. 
So again, Fred Taylor actually ended up with 264 carries that year. Corey Dillon, 262 that wow. year. Robert Smith, 249. Now, maybe they were hurt. Probably. I said all that to say that in this year, this year's rushing leaders, how many players have cracked 300 carries? None. None is the answer. Yeah, none. Zero. Uh, right now, leading the league in carries is Christian McCaffrey with 272. Mm. And I doubt seriously he's going to get 28 carries coming up here this Sunday. There can't be anybody, very, any, probably not even close to him. Uh, Derrick Henry is actually very close to him. 261 carries, so just 11 so carries behind. Second? Yeah, he's second. What's third? Uh, third is uh, Rashid White uh, with 253 carries. And then Travis Etienne with 251, Joe Mixon, 243, Tony Parlard, uh, 235, Josh Jacobs, 233. Then we have, check this out, we have three players tied at 229. Saquon Barkley, Najee Harris, and DeAndre uh, Swift all have 229 carries apiece. Mm -hmm. So it goes to show you. It just goes to show the Mm -hmm. difference. Think about that now. 410 carries for Jamal Anderson in 1998 versus Christian McCaffrey, who's leading the league right now with 272 carries. And this is the, the season, this is the same amount of games. Same amount of 16 games. Yep. Wow. I mean, it, it just mm. goes to show how different teams think of the running game now and how much it truly is a running back by committee type of approach, which is why guys like, you know, like Derrick Henry are. All of a sudden, even though they're great players, they're also relics in a way because nobody does it like this anymore. No one does it like no one's doing two, 410 carries. Eddie George with you know, remember one year, I think the Super Bowl year, Eddie George had close to 400. I think he had 390 something um, in the Super Bowl year, which would have been the following year from this, I guess. So, I mean, it's just a different mindset when it comes to running the football. Nobody does the bell cow anymore. I think it was the 2000 season was his was best it the 2000 one. that was his best one. I mean, he doesn't. You know, I'd I have can, to look up. I can look it up. But yeah, you know, it, it's you know he had a ridiculous amount of carries one year um, for for the team, and so it was. Uh, here we go. We got it here. The page to load here. Yes, yes, yes. We know. Come on, give me the give me the thing. Um, it's uh, it, it just goes to show how different everything is. For them. Uh, it was 2000 and it was 403. 403. Two th- year 2000. He had 1,509 yards rushing. 403 carries. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Eddie George in 10 seasons. Yeah. Is that right? Two, four, six, eight, nine seasons. Okay. Nine seasons. And you can't even count the last one because it was in Dallas. Like it just was yeah, a disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you realize the first eight seasons with the Oilers slash Titans, he had over three hundred carries. Yeah, all eight seasons. All eight seasons. The only time he didn't was his final year in Dallas, which we all know he was. Yeah, he, a shell of himself. Yeah, yeah. He three thirty five, three fifty seven, three forty eight, three twenty, four oh three, three fifteen, three forty three. Three twelve was unbelievable. Eight, eight seasons here, unbelievable. And right now, you just said there's not one running back in the league with three hundred carries. Not a one. Wow. Not a one. Man, perspective. Come back. Wrap up the show next.
And now, the fine folks at Maximum Power Electric are reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. Please visit USO.org and locate military care packages to see how you could help make a difference today. This message is brought to you by Maximum Power Electric. For residential or commercial electrical installations or repairs, give the pros a call today at 615-840-2426. 615-840-2426. That's Maximum Power Electric, proudly saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, Every bite is guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. Plus, save an extra $30 when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. All 50% off with their end-of-season event. Make sure to enter the promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-617-0239. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-617-0239. That's 800-617-0239. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash handsonlycpr and become a lifesaver today. The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championships part 6 to the ninth at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio. Titans fans, Preds fans, the McFarland Show has you covered. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Preds at home against the Flames, coming off a shutout win over Chicago on Tuesday. So we'll see if they can keep it 
rolling so far. Good season by the Preds. It's going to get really interesting to see if they can stay in the thick of things what new general manager Barry Trotz will do. Right now, they're 21-16-1. Hmm. Nice. They are. I would say it's fair to say they are exceeding expectations. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. So no, I would agree. If they're if they stay, you know, their head above water in the middle of everything, I do wonder what Barry will do. Yeah. Um. So, but that's look. That's a that's a long ways away. The trade deadline is a few months away. It's not. Yeah. You're right. We're in January. We're, we're in January. It's March. So no, you're it's, right. it's March. You know, yeah. the, the decision would need to be made in the next uh, six to eight weeks here. Yeah. About what you're going to do, because you need to start looking for a deal, obviously, and then figure out what you And I'm sure they already know what they want. Um, but, you know, the question is, is anybody willing to offer it? And are you willing to part for less? Um, so I guess, and a lot of that depends on, do you think you actually have a real shot to do something special this year? Which we all know. It just takes the team getting hot. And if you think you have the potential for a team to get hot to do something special, hey, then yeah, you absolutely hold on to them and see what happens. The one thing that really stands out to me is Barry Trotz used that term serial winners, right? Yeah. I love that word. And when we had him on, I told him, I said, I'm mm-hmm. stealing that. I'm going to give you credit, but I'm going to steal it. I like it a lot. He That has worked. Guys like Ryan O'Reilly has been invaluable. Yeah. Roster. Yeah. Uh, Nyquist, invaluable guys, but these are guys with skins on the wall. Luke Shen, believe it or not, is better than what people thought. Been around a lot of winning. He's won a couple cups. These guys, there's no doubt they are making a difference Mm. in that room Mm. big time. And so the guys Barry has brought in have looked really good. Yeah. The, The question is is this a flash or is this who they are? And, I, and, you know, only you're time will about, tell. Yeah, you're talking about for this season? For this season. Yeah, I don't know. That's is this, what I'm is saying. this a flash? Or is this, are they going to revert back to what we've seen? Remember, they had that disastrous road trip uh, not too long ago before all the winning back here at home. So who are they really? Well, remember, they're approaching the midway point of the yeah, season. Yeah, that's true. So they're not, they're getting, start getting to the midway point and beyond. Yeah. Start telling a little bit better story of what you are. Yeah. A lot so, of hockey left, though. But you're right. Still a long ways to go. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Good show. We'll be back at it tomorrow to wrap up the week. Don't forget, Bill Keen will get things started at 6 o'clock, followed by Greg and John at 11, and then we'll wrap things up tomorrow starting at 2 o'clock. We shall see you then. Zach Gelb Show.